As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. If you do a step above that and you reach out, then you're in the minority. But then if you reach out and proactively add value, then you're really setting yourself apart from others. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I'm pleased and honored to be introducing you to Trevor McGregor. You recognize his name. He's been on the show multiple times. Just search Trevor McGregor, Joe Fairless, and you'll hear his interviews that I did with him. And he has a lot of value during those interviews. Well, he's had a lot of value in my life. For the last five years, I have hired him to be a consultant to help me with my real estate business and just personal stuff too as a life slash business coach. And he's taken my game to a different level. Before I hired him, I had four single family homes. And oh, by the way, I was also single. Fast forward to today, my company controls over $300 million worth of real estate. And I am happily, happily married. Clearly, results are going to vary, but he has helped me in five years do things that I didn't even have on my radar. So I suggest that you speak to Trevor McGregor if you're looking to take your real estate investing business to the next level. If you've had success and are looking to build on that success, then he's your guy. Go to trevormcgregor.com or coachwithtrevor.com and you'll be able to apply for a conversation with him, coachwithtrevor.com. We used to do a free consultation. We got too many free consultations and he actually is pretty full with his consulting program and he's very conscientious about the value that he adds. He wants to add tremendous value. So he's being very selective with the people who he does work with. So go to coachwithtrevor.com and apply to have a conversation with him. And then you two can decide if it makes sense to work together or not and hire him as a consultant. It has impacted my life in a tremendously positive way. Him and his wife have gone to my wedding. Trevor's been to my conference a couple years. And I know him well. And I suggest that you get to know him as well. Coachwithtrevor.com. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluff. And well, it's good to be back. Follow along Friday. It's been a couple of weeks. I am looking forward to talking about all of our updates. We've got a lot going on. And how do we want to approach today? 
Before we jump into our updates, we had a question submitted from a listener, which is going to kind of drive the conversation today, which is apartment syndication advice you would have given to your 22-year-old self. So the question comes from Sammy, and I'm just going to go ahead and just kind of read their email. Hey, Joe, my name is Sammy. I'm 22 years old. I stumbled upon your podcast a couple weeks ago, and I've been hooked ever since and can't get enough of the excellent content you put out. So I firstly wanted to thank you for giving back to the real estate investing community. I currently live in Toronto, Canada. I just graduated from college with a degree in business. It wasn't until about three months ago when I discovered the power of investing in multifamily complexes, and I have since had a burning desire to begin the journey of purchasing one. I wanted to ask you what advice you would give to someone at my age who is looking to pursue this journey. I would definitely need to syndicate a property if I find a good deal. The current market for multifamily in Toronto is horrible. <laughs> Properties are insanely expensive, and even about three hours away from the heart of Toronto, a 16-unit can go for around $3 million, and they're nothing special at all. I would love to venture off into the States and tap into some new markets there eventually. But right now, what would you recommend I do? I'm looking for jobs in the real estate field, such as risk analysts for big companies, so I can at least make some money and get knowledge of the industry. Your feedback would help me a ton, and I really appreciate it. Thanks a ton. First off, Sammy, thanks for a compliment, and sounds like you've got a lot going on with positive momentum. Ultimately, my suggestion is to learn how others have approached this scenario when they were in your shoes, and then learn from them based on the pros and cons, success and challenges they had to overcome. I know I've interviewed a handful of individuals who partnered with other investors right out of the gate at a very young age. I personally wouldn't recommend that because you said in your email that you just discovered multifamily properties three months ago. So I personally wouldn't partner with someone, at least in the very near future, I would get more acclimated with the process, learning certain things, the ins and out of the business, and specifically how to conservatively underwrite deals and how to execution of those deals. Now, the challenge is on the second part, overseeing the successful execution of those deals. How do you do that without actually doing a deal? And the answer to that is you find someone in your local market who you can talk to and perhaps shadow. That's one way. Another is that you do get a job with a company that has a multifamily or a property management angle. That certainly will be beneficial for you. It's not the end-all be-all or it's not the exclusive approach that you could do or should do. It's just an option. Ultimately, from a macro level, my approach would be acclimate yourself with the business as much as possible. So I'm glad you're listening to this podcast. Bigger Pockets is a good one. Michael Blanc's got an apartment-focused podcast. That's a real good one. And some others like that. So acclimate yourself with the stuff. And then specifically, seek out interviews and people who have been in your position, who are as ambitious as you are, and who have generated results within in a similar situation. Perhaps if Grant on our team can find some interviews with some younger individuals, and perhaps I shouldn't be assuming, did Sammy say his age, his or his age? Yeah. Okay, good. So I was like, maybe I shouldn't be assuming you're a recent college grad because you graduated at 50 years old. Okay, so 22 years old. 
find others who are in that same age range who have interviewed and who have partnered with others or who have not and just simply learn what they did and model your approach based on what they did or didn't do. That's advice for for everyone. It's not just you, Sammy. It's for everyone. When you find something that you want to do, maybe you want to start fixing and flipping, maybe you want to start wholesaling, doing multifamily, raising money. And ultimately just, I've got like over 1300 interviews. So search Joe Fairless and whatever you're looking to do, and you're going to come up with some interviews of people who have interviewed, who have done that, model what they've done. You'll hear lessons learned along the way, or if they talk about a failure, then you model after what they didn't do and then get as much hands-on experience as you can while you're learning from others. And here's something crazy. Reach out to those people who I interviewed, talk to them and ask them questions. Ideally, before you reach out to them, you identify ways you can add value in their life and don't just ask, Hey, what can I do to help you out proactively when you reach out to them add value to their life. If they were interviewed on my podcast, one thing you could do is just simply say, hey, I I heard you on the the podcast. I enjoyed it. And I know you talked about XYZ. I actually know someone who does XYZ. If you'd ever be interested in connecting with them, perhaps that could help you out. Additionally, I'm in your similar situation that you were in before. And I'd be really grateful if we could jump on a call and I could just ask you some questions for nine minutes or less. And you're going to get a pretty good response rate, I imagine, if you approach it that way. And maybe instead of offering an introduction, maybe it's just if they have a podcast, write a review. Their company is on Facebook, then give them a five-star review on Facebook, like their page, comment on something and say, I love this stuff. Retweet them if they're on Twitter. I mean, just stupid, simple stuff like that, that 90% of the people don't do prior to reaching out to someone that they want something from, you can do and you'll stand out. I intentionally didn't give you a exact approach that is right because ultimately I don't know what's the exact approach that's right for you. And quite frankly, neither do you until you actually get in there and do it. But I do know the macro level way to go is Model after those who have been there before you, reach out to them, learn from what they've done, and apply your approach based on the lessons you've learned from people who have already been there and done that before. And then actively add value along the way to their life and other people's lives as you go along. And I'm telling you, you're going to be set up for success. Yeah, the big thing is what you're saying is kind of identifying what you can actually bring to the table through value. Because once you understand how the syndication works, then you know what the syndicator needs in order to run a successful business, whether that be money, whether that be deals, whether it be, you know, a team member, maybe a new contractor. It's always once you have that conversation with that person, you'll know maybe more specifics, but kind of going in, if you know, okay, well, maybe if I have a bunch of times, I just graduated college or I haven't found a job yet, I can figure out what market this person's in or just in your own market and find a deal and offer a deal to have a deal already when you come to the table or say, hey, I'm willing to raise money for you. The reason why I say that is because this is kind of me getting ahead of myself for the updates, but I had my meetup last night and a couple of people that were interested in apartment syndications came and they weren't in this exact situation, but 
it was close enough. They weren't as young, but they, they don't know anything about apartment syndications, but they want to do it. And so I kind of just mentioned that. And they were interested, like, you know, in partnering up and things like that. I'm interested in that, but it's kind of like at the end of the day, you have to bring value to that person's business and do something for them that maybe they could do themselves. But they don't have the time to do themselves or they just don't want to do themselves. Whether it be me not being really interested in raising money and someone saying, hey, like I have access to private capital. And something else you said too about reaching out to the podcast guest. Two of the people that came to meet up last night, they were on a podcast and then some guy that was also the meetup had reached out to them and that's how they met each other and they're potentially going to partner up on a, some sort of deal. So it definitely works and I'm sure people that go on podcasts don't get a lot of people reaching out to them. So if you kind of go above and beyond just reaching out to them, you're for sure going to get some sort of a response from that person. Mm-hmm. Most likely get a response. Of, yeah, I agree. I remember Tony Robbins thing where he talks about if you do good work, you get average results. If you do great work, you get good results. And if you do outstanding work, then you get great results. We make but, a blog post on that too. Yeah, it, but the point, disproportionately larger results. And it's that sliver of difference that most people don't do. And in this scenario, the sliver of difference is instead of just reaching out to someone, which most people wouldn't do, they wouldn't reach out, they just listen. But if you do a step above that and you reach out, then you're in the minority. But then if you reach out and proactively add value, then you're really setting yourself apart from others. And that's also setting the foundation for a long-term relationship because you're reaching out to that individual to learn from them. And when you add value to their life, it's likely they're going to want to keep you around a little bit longer, right? So instead of you trying to reach out to them, you're actually attracting them and they're gravitating towards you and actually pulling you in versus you pushing yourself towards their direction. And it's a really compelling thing. And it's something that when we do, regardless of if we're trying to start in syndication or if we're doing other stuff, it will be beneficial. Exactly. Uh, And then just kind of the last thing on this topic, something else that that Sammy mentioned in their post is that they... They live in a market that's, as they said, horrible. And what they meant is that it's, it's really expensive and interested in investing in the States. And again, we have a lot of resources on the website that will help you evaluate a market, pick a market. I think we actually have a blog post that says how to invest out of state. So if you kind of just go to the, the blog post type and go in this, use a search function and say out of state or just say market evaluation, you'll have a bunch of blog posts come up. And I'm sure Grant could toss some of those in the, cool. the comment section as well. Yeah, and by the way, Sammy, when you say your market's horrible, perhaps it is for cash flow, but guess what? Since it's bad for cash flow or value-add plays, well, probably cash flow. You probably can find some value-add plays if you look hard enough. It's good for people who have money. And when you evolve your business, you're going to be very grateful that you are in, I think he's in Toronto. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, that you're in Toronto instead of Buffalo, New York. There's a lot of people with money, I'm sure, in Buffalo, New York, but I imagine there's a higher concentration of higher income earners in Toronto versus Buffalo. That's my sneaking suspicion. So instead of focusing on a lot of deals around you, also remember that there's a flip side to everything. And because there's not a lot of deals around you, it's because you got a lot of people with a lot of money jacking prices up you've got a lot of people, a lot of money who you can partner with. Exactly. Cool. All right. Updates. What you got going on? 
Again, we've been bad here for a while, so some moving and shaking going on in the business. <laughs> I did that direct mailing campaign that I had mentioned before. I sent out a bunch of direct mailers to four to 19 unit properties in some neighborhoods in Cincinnati and got a pretty good response rate. Don't have a property in a contract yet, unfortunately. I'm kind of choosing between two properties right now. One of them I could definitely put in a contract like today if I wanted to, but I want to get both. And the one that I'm kind of negotiating back and forth on, the one that's kind of still up in the air, is the one that I really want. And it's a property from the same street as all the other four plexes that I own. So I understand the area. I understand the rents for sure because it's the exact same street. We're in the process of raising the rents right now. The guy wants 220 for it, to fourplex. And right now, they're all two-bedroom units that are rented for 650 which is technically at that purchase price. It's still above the 1% rule. But the reason why I'm really attracted to it is because I just raised the rents on my two-bedroom units, and we raised them to 825 We probably wouldn't raise them from 652 825 although one of the units is vacant, and we could market that one at 825 right away. But just the drastic increases in rents will just make this thing a cash flowing machine. And so I don't want to buy the other property until I know for like 100% fact that this person's not going to sell it in the next couple of months. But there's still hope. And so I'm still holding out hope. And I'm actually going to attempt to do a lease option, which we kind of talked about before. Because the reason why they don't want to sell the property, well, there's two people that own it. They're a partnership. One guy wants out completely. And the other guy still wants it for the cash flow. And so I figured that a lease option can kind of be the best of both worlds for them. And we submitted the offer. The partners are still talking it through. And so we'll kind of just see what happens there. These were from direct mail. Mm-hmm. Remind us again, how many pieces did you send out and how many responses did you get? We sent out about 400 pieces and we got responses by approximately six people. Okay. And of those six, you've communicated with all six? Yeah. One of them sold right away. One of them was not a lot of my business plan. I'll just say that. Why? Um, it was basically a single family converted into a fourplex. I like to avoid those types of properties. Okay. Uh, right. Duplex is fine, but a fourplex, I just, I would prefer to have like this the brick property that was created to be a fourplex. So there's the two I'm looking at right now. I mentioned one sold. And then two of the other ones, they were just asking way too much. And so they're just going to put them on the market and kind of see what happens. I didn't know the streets very well and the rents were really low. And they claimed that they could be raised, but just at the current rents, when I bought it, it wouldn't have cash flowed. Whereas for these two right here, they will cash flow once I buy them. And mm-hmm. I'm looking to raise the rents to make even more. And just kind of based off of my properties in Pleasant Ridge, I just don't want to buy a property that's not cash flowing right away at this moment in time. Maybe mm-hmm. in the future I'll do it, but it, it, it's not even like they need to be updated or anything. They just, for some reason, the owners just never raise the rents. But I would rather buy a property that's cash flowing. If those were the only two properties I was looking at, then maybe I would have pursued them harder. But I kind of just said, if you wanting that price for those rents is just not going to work for me. How much did you spend to send out the 400 pieces? Right now, I've incurred zero expenses on it because my real estate agent sent it out. So I'm basically not going to be able to buy the property without an agent. So I'll have to pay a little more on the front end for the actual property because I can't negotiate a lower price for no agent. And then obviously once I sell them, if I'm still working with her, I'll have to pay her money. I guess and, and it was, the purchase price, I guess, is what I spent. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, if it helps get a deal, then yeah, it's a no-brainer. Unless you send them yourself, but then there's no agent. And why do you need an agent? Well, I did the agent in the first place just to set up the mailer. And the second part is more of just like, 
I just don't want to do any of the negotiations. I don't want to do any of the paperwork. I'd much rather someone else do that. And I just focus on other things. Okay. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a Con- convenience. Convenience. Yeah. It's kind of a turnkey model. And was there only one round of mailers sent out? Yeah. We sent this mailer out less than a month ago. We plan on doing this every two to three months. I was not expecting to get any responses until the second or third round. So, cool, I was good really surprise. So, if we get a property under contract now, amazing. But if we don't, my expectations were not to find a property for the next two to four months. So, right now, we're way ahead of schedule. And you're waiting on this partnership to say yes or no. Let's assume they say no. Are you going to buy the other one? No, we just offer a higher purchase price to see if I can sweeten the deal. On the okay. same property. Okay, but then they still say no. So they are you... buy the other property. What? Yeah, if they say no to that, then I'd buy the other property. Got it. So it looks like you're going to be buying one of these deals, maybe both. Yeah, I talked to my agent, and I was trying to kind of probe her to see what the situation was of the owner who owns the other property. I want to know, does he need to sell fast? Is he talking to other people? Because I don't want to spend all this time on this other property and then get to the point where I'm like, okay, they don't want to sell it. And they go back to, like, Hey, I'm ready to buy a property now. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I told mm-hmm. someone else he took too long, but she said she talked to him. I guess the agent that he's working with also works in her office. And so mm-hmm. she's going to stay on top of it and understand, get updates on what's happening. So I've just been texting her basically every single day with updates. So I'm sure she yeah. loves me right now. What's your deadline for hearing back from the property A with the partnership before moving forward with property B? I'm already saying by the end of next week, if they're still kind of diddle-daddling around, I'll just move on and buy this other property. Cool. All right. Exciting stuff. Congrats on that. And we'll, well, quasi congrats. And then I'll give you the full congrats in about maybe hopefully two weeks once something's under contract. Awesome. Thank you. And then a couple of quick other updates too. I did host my second meetup last night. And what you were expecting my first meetup to be like was what this second meetup was like. Because six out of the 12 people that RSVP showed up at the post 11 of the 13 last time. And actually not a single person that came to the first meetup came to the second meetup. They were all new people. Kind of a mistake on my part. You should definitely take that personally. <laughs> I take it personally. Well, three people emailed me the night before and said they couldn't make it. And then a couple other people posted to the Facebook group, asked literally this morning, asking when the next meetup was. And so I guess some lesson learned is I need to post the new meetup to the Facebook group and the meetup.com website. But I've only done two meetups. I've already made some really, really good contacts down here in Tampa. It's potentially going to result in some sort of like partnership in in the future. Uh, So I'm really, really excited about that. That's great. And then lastly, I've been meeting with some property managers and brokers in Tampa just to kind of learn the area and prepare to syndicate my first deal. And so those are my updates for now. And hopefully I got some more interesting stuff to talk about moving forward. Sweet. Yeah. You got a lot of exciting stuff and you're building the network where you just moved through the meetup. You're staying active with your investing in Cincinnati where you've got the portfolio and now you're looking for the long-term larger deals by putting together your team. You got a lot of exciting stuff and I'm looking forward to continuing these conversations because as you continue to build and build your portfolio, it's going to be pretty cool to be with you along the way so we can hear it. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like a joke, but it's kind of serious. I mean, people ask why I started a meetup and I was like, oh, like I was on a podcast and then he mentioned how he had a meetup and he's like, you know what? You should do a meetup too. And then we'll talk about the podcast. I'm like, well, now I have to start a meetup. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> 
Well, it's just like, and then we'll move on to my updates, but it's just like when I first met you the very, very first time we met at a McDonald's in Cincinnati with one of your buddies, what's his name, Joey? Is that his name? Yeah, Joey. Joey. We met at McDonald's and this is like three years ago or something. And you told me that you bought your first house. Was it a month after you looked into what is real estate investing? Yeah, I had a property under contract within two days. Oh, two days, not a month. (laughs) Excuse me, two days. So real estate investing was not on your radar at all. And then in two days, you had a property under contract, right? Basically, yeah. Yeah. So you clearly take action and the result is what we've seen so far and what you've told us about and then what will continue in the future. And we're going to be a part of it, at least listening. So cool. My updates last Friday... Is it last Friday? Yes. Last Friday, we closed on 462 units in Dallas-Fort Worth. It was a unique structure because we are partnering with a woman my business partner knows. So we did not bring any equity to the deal. I invested in the deal like I do all of our deals. But we didn't reach out to our, our private network of investors because this woman who my business partner knows, she found the deal She had one investor, her investor, who is our only limited partner on the deal. And she just needed us to help get awarded the deal and also to do asset management to help make sure the thing is successful. So we're partnered up with her. That's why I know I have investors who listen to this podcast. That's why you didn't get an email about that one because it was a unique situation. And then we've got right now a portfolio in DFW that we're purchasing. And since it's a live deal, I'm always gun shy about what I can say for SEC purposes. So I'll just say we got a deal and I'm excited about it. And then more to come as we get a little bit further along. So there's that. Here's something I'm really excited about and proud of. On one of our deals, we returned 40% through a refinance. Mm -hmm. And we've only owned it 15, 16 months. We bought it in December of 2016, and we just completed a refinance on it. From a high level, we bought it right at the right price, but more importantly, the business plan went really well, and the market continued to be friendly to us with the rent premiums. And it's just really exciting. It's exciting to be able to send those emails out to investors It's exciting to see the results of that from investors. I got an investor. He proactively called me on Saturday morning, which, you know, not so fun, but I didn't answer because I was still asleep. It was really early Saturday morning. And he left me a voicemail and he said, it was like a two minute voicemail. I listened to it when I got up and he said he'd been investing with 12 different syndications and we are by far the best one from projections versus return standpoint, from a K1 standpoint, he's had to switch around some entities or he's had to switch around his payments or he receives his payments. And, you know, we're on top of that. And with his permission, I shared it with our team, the people from executive assistants to my business partner. And it was just a really cool feeling. And that's the type of stuff that I'm grateful that we're building and those types of relationships. Because we haven't done follow on Friday for approximately two, two and a half weeks. And the reason why is because I've been in Dallas with 
a family member of mine who had some health issues and still does. So I was at the hospital for approximately two weeks in DFW. And I recognize, and yeah, I've, I've always known this, but I recognize that the value that others create in life, like nurses, doctors, speech therapists, people who work admin at hospitals and things like that. I mean, quite frankly, their impact is much greater than mine. And it's important for me now to continue to recognize that because this type of syndications we do, I work with either, most likely if they're admins, I work with their bosses, the doctors, the surgeons, et cetera, who invest in our deals. And there is a trickle-down effect, in my opinion, whether it's financial or whether it's emotional, psychological, where when we're delivering on what we're supposed to be delivering on, then it adds to the greater good. And I'm not a doctor, so I don't directly save people's lives, but I don't have that power. I'm not smart enough to do that. And I just choose not to because that doesn't sound like an area I'd be very good at. But I do know what my role is. And my role is to help those who can help others and to serve those who can serve others. So when we do deliver on the 40% for that one deal, or I get that voicemail, it's more meaningful now than it was two weeks ago. And it was meaningful before, but it's more meaningful now than it was two weeks ago, because now I know that by helping the people who I know I can help, then I believe most people are inherently good. So as I help them, they'll kind of push it along and help others. So it's a pretty cool thing. This is going incredibly well. And if you'd like to attend a conference that I'm going to be attending, there's two conferences. One is April 21st and 22nd. It's the Mid-Atlantic Summit. So it's just mid midatlanticsummit.com. Dave Van Horn heads up the conference. I'm keynoting that conference. It's April 21st and 22nd, midatlanticconference.com. You can go there. I think there's like 40 tickets left, so you probably want to get your ticket once you hear this and check out the conference, midatlanticconference.com. I'll be there in the Midwest, or if you'd like to travel to the Midwest, midwestsummit.com. I'll be there May 11th and 12th as a conference. I think I'm only be there one day, the day I'm speaking, because I got some stuff I'm doing in Chicago that weekend. But midwestsummit.com, it's May 11th and 12th as a conference. So you'll want to check that out. I'm on a panel there talking about multifamily syndication. On the other one, midatlanticsummit.com, I'm doing the keynote, midwestsummit.com. My friends are putting that on, Bree and John, midwestsummit.com in Chicago, 11th and 12th. So looking forward to seeing you at one or both of those. If you are coming, then email info at joefairless.com and let me know you're coming. Would love to connect with you whenever we're there. And then two other quick things. We launched besteverCauses.com, so it ties into doing what we can do to make good things happen across the board. So basically, besteverCauses.com is a new initiative where we are donating 500 bucks towards a cause each month and profiling it on bestevercauses.com to help get the word out about their initiative. The first one that we're highlighting is a kid again. And my wife, Colleen, is involved with them. She has been involved with them for a little while. Basically, kids who have cancer or an illness like that, 
they get to go to an event where they feel like a kid again, like recently went to an aquarium and got to hang out and do some of that stuff. So the money goes towards helping them have that experience. So a kid again is the cause. So you can go to bestevercauses.com and check that out. And if you have a cause that you'd like us to consider profiling, donating money, and then giving them a shout out, then on that website page, bestevercauses.com or bestevercause.com, I'm not sure exactly which one is, if there's an S or not, you can submit your cause and we'll check it out and see if we can help you get more exposure to the cause that is near and dear to your heart. And then the other thing is our book, the apartment syndication book. It is in motion due to what I said earlier, two and a half weeks-ish or two weeks in the hospital with a family member last two weeks. And we got a deal right now going on and also have to live life. It's not been going as quickly as we'd like from the review stages, but that's still something that's on our radar and hopefully we'll have that published in the next month, month and a half. I know a lot of people have been asking about it because there's nothing like it. It's a step-by-step process, how to do apartment syndication start to finish. And anyone who's doing apartment syndication or wants to, you need this book. So I recognize the importance of it and we'll be getting it out as soon as we can. So what else we got going on? Anything else, Theo? Nope, that's it. Just to wrap it up, make sure you guys join the Best Ever Show community on Facebook. That's bestevercommunity.com. We ask a question every week and then write a blog post on it. I've got a fun question this week. And the question is, you can choose anyone to mentor you, dead or alive. Who would it be and why? So make sure you check it's that out. That's the question. The answer could be Joe Fairless if you wanted to. Just throw that out there. And then finally, make sure you subscribe on iTunes and leave a review for your opportunity to be the review of the week. This week, we've got Wild Fox 2010. And the fox says, Joe's best ever podcast is the best podcast ever for sure. Joe is an amazing interviewer and always asks the right questions and gets the important info out of each interviewee for us listeners. I learned so much from every one of his podcasts and it is the best return on time spent for sure. One other awesome thing is that Joe does not sell his own investments on the podcast, even though he is successful at multifamily investments. So we know that we can always listen to his podcast, knowing that he tries to be non-biased towards any and all real estate investment options and non-real estate topics as well. I listen to any and all of Joe's podcasts on a daily basis and as many as possible. And the other best part is that Joe publishes one podcast per day, so we never run out of content and topics to learn from. Thank you so much, Joe, for doing this all for us. Well, I appreciate it. Whenever you perked up on that last part, Theo, I thought you were going to say the other best part is he's got a co-host, Theo, on Fridays because you really perked up on the last part. But thank you for spending some time and doing that review. Sincerely grateful for that. That helps us generate quality content because we bring in quality guests. Real quick question, Theo, dead or alive, who would you pick to mentor you? Jesus. Okay. Why? Well, he seems like he's a pretty good guy. I uh, think that he knows how to live a pretty good life. I guess even though he lived until 30 years old, I'd prefer to live further than that. But it'd be nice to figure out how to learn a life where I wasn't sinning or giving into my impulses as much. I think I could get a lot more done. I think he's probably the best example of someone who did that because technically he never did sin. I'd say Tony Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I have a man crush and he takes complex things and makes them really simple and 
he's a lot bigger than me, so he would physically intimidate me if I wasn't doing what he was saying I should be doing. How, how, how tall is he? How tall is he? I don't know. He's a big guy, though. He's taller than me. I'm like 5'11", 5'10 5'11". He's taller than me. I made a mistake. I gave the wrong URL for the Midwest Summit. It's MidwestRESummit.com. MidwestRESummit.com. Sorry about that. And that is it, my friends. Have a wonderful day. Have a best ever day. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. If you want to hire the guy who I hire to help me with my real estate investing business, then go to coachwithtrevor.com. That's coachwithtrevor.com. Are you seeking investors, negotiating deals, and making things happen? The Seven Figure Sales Podcast has what you need. Host Taylor Lloyd interviews real estate investors, sales trainers, and successful entrepreneurs to bring you their top sales secrets. Learn more at sevenfiguresalespodcast.com and listen on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.